Ashley. How am I in Costa Rica, but you're having Wi-Fi issues? <laughs> I know, and it's it wouldn't let me add you for a while. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if you got my message. I was like, it might be 10 minutes. Oh, no worries. No worries. Um, but how are you, like, rubbing it in right now? And it's like, <laughs> I wish. Oh, am I rubbing it in with the you know ocean and monkeys in the background? And, <laughs> and this is my reality right now. This kind of weather. <laughs> well, you know, I thought this was all about badass women. So you know, you're gonna get it like it is on a Sunday morning here. <laughs> That's amazing. So first of all, thank you for for joining us. I've actually wanted to talk to you for quite some time because I've been following your story for a few years and I just think you're such a badass and so amazing. Thank you, sister. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I love to work with uh, New York Minute Magazine because you guys are so easy to deal with, so fun. Um, I love New York. Uh, I have tons of connections to New York. My, I launched my book there. I've done all my press parties, death sides, everything. So I have a pretty deep connection to New York. I go often. so. Well, one point when you're here, I'd love to actually meet you in person. Um, yeah. It's so funny. You end up feeling like, uh, you know, you're really meeting people over these Instagram lives. We do, you them do. That and Facebook live. And then you realize, oh, I've never actually met this person. <laughs> uh, and I should probably do that. So I want to tell you a little bit about why we wanted to do this giveaway with you, which we'll talk about in a sec. Um, okay. But I want to tell you a little bit about, um, so obviously I did uh, an article interview with you years ago. And then um, just this year we were like, hey, why, why don't we try to do something else with the Ashley Black team? So the reason I picked you as a badass woman for our magazine um I love your story. I, you're an overcomer, so, and we'll talk a little bit more about your story. Uh, you are someone who did not let what the world was saying to you limit you or keep you where the world wanted to keep you. 100%. Uh, and you're a woman of faith, and I'd love to talk to you about that. But yeah. for those that, you, that don't know, could you just go over the overcoming story a little bit? I mean, which one? <laughs> uh, so from the beginning, I know that you were a, a child who was rattled with, you know, um, physical limitations yes. and you overcame that. And then as an adult, you overcame it again. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, is a story that resonates with me as a child. I was also uh, diagnosed with lupus and, and I was like, that will not define me. So th my story your story resonates with so with, with me so much because I've had a similar story uh, and I know it's not easy. And so I want to talk a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are, but also we don't want it to make it sound like it was so easy. You faced hardness. <laughs> it's not easy to be an overcomer. No, it's not. Um, you know, the first thing I would say is we should start with faith because I was born into a faith-based family. You know, so at least within my own, you know, parents, they never put the diagnosis on me, you know. Um, so I was born with something. To be totally honest with you, if we want to have a very frank conversation, I don't know if it was juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. That's just what I was told. All I know is that 
I would go to bed and be normal and I would wake up and couldn't move. And so, you know, my childhood was an awful lot of, um, you know, going to the doctors to figure, figure it out. And I mean, I don't know. I think some people are just born feisty and I was kind of feisty from the jump. And so they were like, Oh, you have this disease. And I was like, okay, well, I have a gymnastics meet, you know, on Saturday. So what are we going to do to get to that next point? So this is back in the day I'm dating myself. Um, but you know, we didn't have the internet to research anything. You know, I couldn't go follow my Instagram, you know, hero. So I would read sport Il sports illustrated. And if they drank raw eggs, I drank raw eggs. If they stretched, I stretched. If they did cold baths, I did cold baths. So a lot of what, is now kind of accepted and we have cryo freeze and all these things, you know, we didn't have that back then. So I feel like my journey to becoming, you know, kind of this accidental expert in holistic health. Yeah. It, I feel like it was my birthright at this point. <laughs> so that was the JRA. Um, and then, I mean, I really did have something that is just bizarro, which is, uh, you know, I, I had my daughter, she's now 20. So just to kind of give you a time frame, And I had just incredible amounts of hip pain. And so I went in for a hip aspiration because I was nursing and didn't want to do the drugs. Um, but I mean, it was intense pain. And uh, that night, I went home feeling better. They had pulled some fluid out of the hip. And then I woke up paralyzed and fighting for my life. And I had basically gotten a very rare strain of a staph infection that entered in the hip socket, but just almost immediately traveled to the nervous system. So I had like mad cow symptoms. I had already had, you know, most of my hip femur and parts of my pelvis eroded within 24 hours before they even had a chance to figure out what was wrong with me. You know, in fact, when I got there, they were like, Oh, it's postpartum depression. I was like, so, so <laughs> you have a lot of people who follow you and are devoted to to your mission not you know not for any other reason other than they've seen results from the yeah. information that you've passed on and from this lovely fashion blaster that you've invented how do you you know some of them have there yeah i have one here too <laughs> i put it next to me on my chair <laughs> um so <clears throat> Some of them have physical, you know, ailments that they're going through, physical challenges that they're going through. Yeah. Some of them um, are enamored with you because you started your own business from the ground up and they would love to do something like that. Some of them are following you for the inspiration and you're very, very positive and you're very, very pro-women. Um, yeah. So what? No power. <laughs> 100, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Um, we, be, you know, we believe that uh, being a woman is always a strength, never a deficiency, and um, that every woman is a badass. She just may not realize it. And oh, one 100%. thing that I find, one of the things that I find interesting about you is that you're, like us, are encouraging women. Hey, wh what? Where is your badassery? Like, let's. Let's get it. Let's get in there and get it right. Out. And let's let's help each other with our badassery. I mean, I think ninety percent of the problem with women is they might think they need to tear someone else down to you know build them up. And it's not just women. I mean, it's just society. But that's not the way that it works. You know, we all can tap into this universal energy, and we just have to get out of our own damn way. That's the God's honest truth. 
get out of your own damn way. I love that. Let's make, <laughs> let's make that a quote. So what, what do you say to this community that has, um, that you found yourself following when they are, you know, the situation that you described a little earlier, you, that's a lot of pain and it's really hard yeah. to have clarity when you're experiencing physical pain, let alone, you're not just fighting pain. You're fighting what someone is speaking over you and what oh, yeah. they're saying, this, this is your future. I, I mean, I had that. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, you're never going to graduate high school. You're never going to, oh. um, you're never going to go to college. You're never going to drive a car. All yeah. of these things. You're going to be are, in a wheelchair by the time you're 25. This is something that you're going to yeah. have forever. You know, and listen, I don't want to go full conspiracy theory, but you know, it certainly does seem that there's some pressure from whatever negative force we'll call it, you know, for us to remain unempowered, stupid, you know, in pain, because then we can't go out and cause trouble like I am. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I, I think there's a little bit of that. And then I just think that, you know, I have a ton of respect for doctors. I have lots of doctors friends, so I'm certainly not an anti-doctor person. But what we have to understand is that they are trained for a um, diagnosis and then whatever the surgery or pill is, you know, so we, it, we're dumb to go to our doctor and ask them about nutrition. We're dumb to ask them about herbs because, and let me say this, we're real dumb if we ask them about fascia because this is something that's completely overlooked. And so, you know, I just, feel like my my role is to bring this out of the dark ages i actually really believe that fascia had some steam maybe back in the egyptian days you know um, i'm egyptian well african-american <laughs> i love it but i mean if you if you really look at our, our our cultures you know even in the pyramids i'm not trying to be funny like they're rubbing each other. There's, you know, hieroglyphs of this. So, like, when did we stop doing that and eating plants? And, yeah. you know, what was the shift? And, and the, the thing that I think is amazing, this is one little quick story, and then we'll get back to the woman power. But the man, A.T. Stills, he was an M.D. He said, kids are sicker on these medications than they are in these villages. And he said, I want to start a new kind of medicine called osteopath medicine so how did in 120 years since that happened now osteopaths are prescribing medicine so yeah. i i don't feel like i'm anywhere near the first i don't even think that i'm the best um at this fascia thing i just think i'm the person that was able to take these very complex concepts about health and deliver it in you know, a way that people can understand. You know, I think most people start with the fascia blaster. It's the first thing. It's the thing that they go, wow, I got a little relief. Let me try the next thing and the next thing. So I feel like it's my responsibility to give them hope and say, look, I, I came back from the grave, literally. And then start to give them a little bit of information at a time so that they can slowly make this major transition to being completely not just not sick but completely healthy and athletic and happy so and would you say i mean i'm assuming here but would you say that you were the first person that used the fascia blaster i actually was the first person that's so funny no one's ever asked me that in all my years of media yeah 
But you know what? I have to tell you, I didn't know it had anything to do with cellulite or I would have invented this thing a long damn time. I know. <laughs> and I love that you're so, you're like, hey, yes, it's going to help your cellulite, but let's talk about your health. I yeah. love that because our stance, and I know that it's your stance too, just from talking to your team, is every woman is beautiful. You are beautiful with your cellulite, and we all have it. Like, even super skinny supermodels have it. I know. Uh, I treated them. We all do. And it's, so you know. that doesn't make you any less beautiful. But if it is something that you, you would want to work on, the Fascia Blaster will help you. But not only that, like, I've had ridiculous pack back pain for the last couple of weeks because I had foot surgery and I've been walking funny and yesterday I wasn't in my apartment and I was like oh my goodness maybe when I go home tonight I'll try the fascia blaster I bet it will help and that 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 is its true purpose Sarah you are exactly 99% of our clients you know the 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 reality is and I wish it wasn't this way is if I said look 89 bucks I can cure your cellulite People would be like, sign me up. If I yeah. said, here's a tool, it's literally going to change your life. It's just too much of a stretch. So I would say that probably half or more of our people buy for that reason. But when I do live feeds, and I have massive live feeds, I mean, we have a million followers and they actually watch, they're not asking about cellulite. They don't care. They're, they're wanting the benefits of healthy yeah. fascia. And if you understand that it's not just the smoothness of the tissue, but understanding that the, the blood and the nerves run inside of the fascia, you know, that that affects the muscles. Um, whatever we put in our mouths, it needs to be delivered via the blood. So we're talking about something that I think people have trouble with going, okay, this plastic stick does all of this. And it's not the plastic stick. It's the knowledge and then, you know, Mm -hmm. how how to actually go about it the tool just happens to be a very good tool for fascia so when you first started using it because i mean you invented it so you're probably like hey let let me see what this will do for me <laughs> i'm sure you had i'm sure you had intentions for your own body could you speak a little bit about what it did for you that you were like oh wait i'm on to something this is an absolutely true story so prior to the fascia blaster i was already manipulating fascia with my hands and it's a little embarrassing to admit, but hopefully this is all women and they'll think it's funny. But, you know, I know I, I needed something hard because fascia is hard when it's uh, crusty and crystallized and it heats. And so when you put your finger on it, it's kind of like a, a, a smush and a spush. And I wanted a hard and a hard. And so we used to use drumsticks. And I mean, like the, the, the drumsticks, um, anything from the kitchen. You know, we were I wasn't really trying to invent something. I just had a need. And I knew what I wanted the tool to look like, and I knew how I wanted it leveraged. And so I, you know, just drew it out. And luckily I had a, a man who really believed in what I was doing, who happened to do manufacturing. But so I had access to all these people that I had trained, multiple sports clinics. We already had the whole hoopla of, Hollywood people flying in and pro athletes and all that stuff. So I had access to the just amazing therapist. However, who can go to a therapist every single day? And fascia is like water. It needs daily care. So for me to not have to find a time after work and see who could work on me and lay on the table, you know, now I'm personally empowered to get ahead of it 
and actually restore it so that I don't even really need those treatments. And now just to let you know, I do, I go see a therapist once a week, but instead of it being to like, I'm limping and I need my hip fixed, I'm, you know, like, hey, I wanna work on my back bend. Let's, you know, open my thoracic spine. So it's actually a progression because I can completely maintain my fascia myself. And for those who are listening in on this, what is it that Ashley Black has that gets her to have the courage? And some people would say balls, which I am not into. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe Betty White, White once said, uh, why, why do they say, you know, uh, you, you've got some balls, really, they should talk about uh, how you got some vagina is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, what is it about Ashley Black? Like, what gives you that thing that says, I'm going to change the industry or, you know, I, I can take this on because I mean, let's be honest, you've had critics and that has slowed you down none. Yeah. So what, well, I mean, what I think, keeps first you of all, going? Anyone who decides to step into the spotlight, whether it was kind of like me, like an accident, or if, if that's what you desire, any public person on the planet that has any amount of perceived success or fame, whether it's real or not, is going to have the traditional haters. So to, for that advice, you know, just the incoming, you're fat. And I'm like, really? Okay. You know, so a lot of it is just a brush off. And you, if you know being an entrepreneur woman and you're building your business, you need to know that that is going to happen. And don't and take it personally. Like, no, there's not, no taking These people it don't know you. Like, they're seeing one version of you. And while I believe in being authentic to who you are and who you are in your personal life, you should be that in business. That, that's my personal philosophy. You, that's who you should yep. be in business. That's who you should be at work. That's who you should be in your personal relationships. That's just, that's my thing. But it's the they, only way it really works, Sarah. I mean, I, I think anything else is, is manufactured. But I have to tell you, the challenges for me were much greater because, you know, what I'm doing actually really, if, you know, I need about 10 million people, so share this. Um, we have a chance to tip it. We have a chance to keep the science from being buried. Yeah. And for me, it was a decision and not an easy one because I knew that I had found this golden goose and I knew that I was going to face class action lawsuits. And I knew that I was gonna have a suppression effort. And I knew that the laws were not gonna favor me. You know, they never have in the history of holistic health, right? So you have to be so true to who you are and so compelled about your mission that you're willing to take the hits. I mean, I definitely walk in front of many, many others and take the bullets. And so I think that that's a personality characteristic. I think it's a decision. And then I think it's a lot of meditation and prayer that allows you to be okay with it. And because, it's a lot of badassery if I do Yeah, if you, if you get caught up in any of that, that's a diversion of focus. And it's also something that could really crush your heart. And um, for me, the, the will to actually change the world is so much stronger than the will to get rid of the BS. And what, 
So we've mentioned your faith a couple of times. What does that, I'm also a woman of faith. What does that look like for you? You know, there's been times along my journey of, uh, you know, New York Minute Magazine will be seven years old this summer. Um, and there's been times, and I don't know if you've had these, but where it's like, you know, you're just like crying through it to make it, mm -hmm. to make it what your vision is and to, to get through the obstacles or for you, maybe, maybe the, you know, for you, the obstacles were so much more visible. Um, so for me, um, it really was a lot of prayer, a lot of, you know, going back to God and really getting that strength from, mm -hmm. from a higher power. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you? Oh, wow. I mean, the faith is a thing you can always, uh, you know, lean on. But I, I think it's not just faith. I think it's conviction, you know, because there's a lot of us out there, you know, they say, you know, don't even say a prayer if you're not willing to move your feet. And, you know, what I find is that God, God, God doesn't come down to me and go, Ashley, you're doing such a wonderful, amazing job. Let me throw some money at you and put the wonderful people around you. That ain't how it works. You know, when you go inside yourself and you say, come inhibit my soul and let me get quiet and, and get rid of these distractions so I can hear you. When he tells you, fire your best friend. That's what oh, wow. you need to do that. When he tells you, file an appeal for that court case, they're wrong. You know, when he tells you, um, date this man uh, that, you know, flips script on you. So you have to be ready to listen and act on what you, you pray for. So for me, particularly in the last couple of years with really intensive meditation, um, I've learned to listen. And when you do, you'll know it because you take the actions and it just feels flowy. And even though all hell could actually be breaking loose on the outside, on the inside, it actually feels like just the next step, just the next step. It feels yeah. like God puts one step and you take it. And you don't know where you're going the next one. And yeah, you might put it over here. Beyond understanding. Yeah, you cannot be married yeah. to your agenda, only your goal. And one of the things I've actually heard you say before is that you followed, that you feel anointed for what you're doing, that it was actually a calling. So, yeah. you know, I want to be very clear. No one chooses to do this because they're going to be rich or <laughs> it's going to be so easy to have a million people following you every step of the way it's a challenge, yes. but when it's something that you feel anointed to, that it's your mm -hmm. calling, that it's what you were put on earth to do, that is a game changer. It's not just a, oh, I want to be a personality. Like I see so, <coughs> excuse me. I see so many people on Facebook and on Instagram and their, their bio says public figure. And I'm like, <laughs> we just call ourselves that but but when it's when there's a purpose behind it when there's a, a real um genuine goal of hey i have something that may change people's lives and make them make them better th then it then it is even in the hardest times then you can you know stand against the wave and say no i've got this and i can do this yeah I have to tell you, I, I, if, if you're somebody out there that like wants to start an Instagram page and a Facebook page and be like, oh, people follow me and there's not something behind it, 
you know, I, I just think it's a, a struggle and a claw and, you know, yeah. you're going to scrap your way. I think that if we as women, like, first of all, we're so gifted and talented and blessed. And if we just be who we are, it will resonate with the right people. You know, we don't need to look a certain way. I mean, like today, Sarah, I told you I'm wearing glasses because I got knocked with a surfboard and I have a black eye. I don't have any makeup on. I don't care if, if, it, if what I'm doing, and I mean, fascia blasting is the ugliest thing in the world. You're like rolling your fat around. But if you just come on and do it and say, I'm doing this for the right reason, which is that I want to help you and you need to see what this looks like. I, I think that's how it works. I think when we try to contrive it and all that is, is when it doesn't. And for me, my, my why is so big, you know, Sarah, being in business, you can imagine I've been interviewed by all these business magazines and they're like, well, what if this doesn't work? Or what if you try this? And what if you try that? And I always say, look, this is never over for me. It, it may change forms. I, you know, I may open a school. I, but the, the desire to change the world because I feel anointed will never go away. Whether I make a hundred million dollars, whether I go bankrupt, whether I move to Costa Rica, whether I'm no matter what, that is the constant for me. And I heard it. I heard it in a meditation. So for me, that was as real as God coming down to this balcony and saying, yo, Ashley. And I'm telling you right now, I had a near-death experience. Actually, I had a death experience when I had that infection. There's an afterlife. And I'm not going to get to heaven. Y'all can do whatever y'all want. But I'm not going to get to heaven and go, oh, thanks for the money um, and the great no. life. I, I sort of tried. You know, I'm going to be at the gates like, yo, I took the bullets. Let me in. You know, so it, I think it has to be that powerful of a conviction. Or like you said, no one would do it. I, what I would tell women is that when you talk about money and fame and God forbid any beauty, if you go to this level, you're going to get this level. And if you go to this level, you're going to get this level. And if you go to this level, you are going to get this level. So a lot of it is just figuring out yourself and what level you can handle. And I am just such a strong personality that I'm willing to be yeah. with both ends of the spectrum. And I think it's really important for women like you who are, let's just say, making it. Some people would consider that uh, because there's always another level, right? So uh, I'm sure that you're like me where it's like, okay, great. We've done this. What's next? Yeah, um, always. <laughs> I think for, for everyone who's, you know, if you can take something away from that, one of the things that we're trying to do at New York Minute Magazine is redefine what success means, right? So success Woo! may not always mean making money. My topic. That's, My topic. Yep. Success doesn't always mean, um, you know, th that people know your name. Like I, you know, I had a realization uh, not too long ago and I talked to my mom about it. I'm going to go and no one's going to know who I, wh who I am. And that should be okay. That we, we don't all need our name and lights and having your name and lights doesn't mean you've made it. So I think it's really important to just have that soul, you know, come to Jesus moment with yourself of what does success look like to me? And we shouldn't be afraid of failure. What we all consider failure is just a step up to the next step. Um, and, you know, for, for us, we write a lot about equality and the importance of equality and uh, the effects of inequality. So we're writing about, you know, human trafficking and yes. girls not being educated in certain parts of the world and, um, you know, female genital mutilation. So I, you know, I had to come to, to a point early on that 
we're not going to be the biggest website on the internet because no one wakes up in the morning and says, hey, you know, where can I read about rape, right? So, um, but thankfully, we get to do things like this where we get to talk to, to women who are breaking barriers and women who are slashing left and right, you know, the all the things that are like, no, you can't do that or no, this is not to be done. And, you know, across the board, ladies, like change is hard. Uh, oh, people have a hard time changing yeah. in themselves. That's why every year there's like, you, you know, New Year's resolutions, which I don't really believe in. Uh, but people, people are, have a hard time changing their lives, changing their habits, changing their character. And so when you're trying to change an industry like you are or or bring new information that really isn't new but has been forgotten um then then it is an uphill battle so if there is something you want to change in your life know that there is a sisterhood behind you that of people yes. wanting to you my group like it doesn't even matter if you're a fashion blaster you know it's no. definitely morphing into something completely different and, yeah, and you uh, guys have be the movement as a as as one of your sayings mm -hmm. um, that that's really important because one of the things that one that got me to want to interview you is that you know some people can look at this and like you said they see a plastic stick but mm -hmm. really your message is empowerment yeah and really empowerment hope like if you want to do it you can you know and, and if if your your injuries or your pain or your self-esteem or whatever it is that's keeping you from moving forward, this is just one tool in the toolbox. Um, but I think if you talk to any of my fans, they'll tell you that it's a combination of the education, the actual product working, and then the, the support of Absolutely. our group. I mean, we have so many volunteers you know, and, and if you talk to, this is something interesting about my social media that you'll appreciate. Every single person was a customer that works my social media. And it takes about, well, we have uh, 13 employees full time that do the social media, but we also have 40 volunteers. And, you know, these are, these are not people that do it for money. They do it because they were, I mean, it, the stories of, of my now staff is like, I was in an abusive relationship and I didn't have the confidence and I felt like I was going to be bedridden. And if I divorced him, you know, I, mm -hmm. you know, wouldn't have anybody to take care of me. So, you know, a lot of times it's, it, it's so much bigger than that, you know, and these are the issues that I actually feel very powerful about. I don't know if you read my Instagram tag, but you know, I am a world traveler and I do do a lot of charity work and I get grimy. I mean, even Costa Rica is grimy and, um, you know, we, we have a lot of work to do here in the world. So for me, if I have a million people following me for fascia, or if I have a million people following me to talk about these global issues that people are scared to talk about, I, it makes no difference to me. It makes no difference to me. We're all trying to do the same thing, which is save ourselves, save our planet, you know, have some sort of peaceful, you know, existence here. And when you said, what is success? I, I wanted to address that because let me tell you, I've, I've had the Aston Martin and the Beverly Hills house and all that kind of stuff. That is not success. And success is also not being on the cover of ma magazines. Success is inner peace. And if you can find what gives you inner peace, you know, and, and living here in this country where, you know, people are like work, Oh, I only want to do two hours a day. 
you know, because that means I spend more time with my family and I'm more active. And by the way, this is why people in Costa Rica live to be over a hundred because the mindset's different, you know, and, and you, you absolutely can be happier focusing on your body, your mind, your connection to nature, your connection to God. And, and I am the perfect example because I had it all. I had it all. And this is for success for me. It's inner peace. Yeah. There, there's a lot to be said about, you know, uh, you know, I used to work on Wall Street and I slept with my Blackberry and <laughs> missed birthdays and missed funerals and missed time with my family. And that one day I was like, you know what, I'm done. This isn't, this isn't for me anymore. And I could have kept going and I would have had a lot more money and I would have had, you know, I had a nice title and all of that, but it wasn't bringing fulfillment. So it really is searching for what does that look like for you? Was I making a ton more money? Absolutely. But was I happy is, is, is a whole other story. So look, I want to thank you. That's so huge, girl. I mean, if we could just get women to think that, then they could, my, my mom, you know, I'm from Alabama, so we're real Southern, but she always says, start with where your butt is, you know? Yeah. And so wherever your butt is, that's your starting point. You know, yes. that's your starting point for where you want to go. So and my, be real my, with yourself about what you want. And you know, my, don't just go, oh, goal. I want a Fendi bag. <laughs> yeah, which I could, I mean, I live in New York, but I could, you know, give a rat's ass about, but um, <laughs> I've never, that's not my thing. But, um, you know, what's funny to me is that I could have had all of the things that people come to New York to have, but really, if, if New York Minute Magazine can empower anyone, that, that's success to me. And I once had an intern who she was she was about to leave her internship was ending and i was joking around with her i was like no stay six more months we love you and she said do you know why i'm leaving and i said no she goes i'm going to law school and which i was taken aback because she's a marketing major and i said well that's interesting she said i never knew how little equality women had until i until i started working at new york minute magazine and read the articles and now I want to go to law school so that I can fight for equality. And I was like, put Listen, that girl, on my, I am put not that a on my Tuesdays. I'm done. Tuesdays. I don't want to be a lawyer, but you know, I, that's a, that's a heavy cross to pick up. And I certainly have done it. I have a, a case, uh, a trolling case that damaged my business and I lost it to a very, uh, high powered male attorney. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appealed it and it could end up in the Supreme Court. But like I said, that's not for everyone. You know, we all have our weapons of yep. how we fight. And some people fight with love. Some people fight with um, lawsuits. Some people fight with a big mouth, which I certainly have that conquered. <laughs> you know, so that's what I would say is whatever your inner warrior weapon is. And I don't mean that in a negative sense, you know, your torch, whatever. Yeah. Um, if, if you can hone in on that, then your life is going to have so much purpose. And that is really where success comes is when Absolutely. you're living your purpose. And you're doing and it, it with plays around with your, it plays to your strength and it plays to your anointing. As you said, that's going to give you the fuel to fight. Yeah. And let me tell you, God has a purpose for every single one of us. Amen. If yes. we don't know what it is, we're not listening. And you know why we're not listening? because we're looking at Instagram and we're plugged into technology and we have a toxic friendship relationship. We entertain other people's BS. When you rid your mind of that, I promise you, God will come through loud and clear for you. And the first thing that women don't do is 
rid themselves of a lot of that. And I'm not saying never go on Instagram. I love that you guys are on Instagram right now, but we, we, we choose, we choose what we allow into our thought process. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I would say, be careful what you listen to. And if, if any woman needs this to today, what I would say is you don't have to be a perfect size because there is no such thing. You don't have to have a perfect body because there's no such thing. You don't have to be rich because that's not what's going to bring you happiness. You don't have to be in a relationship. If you're single, don't let anyone talk to you and saying that you're less than because you're a single woman. All of these things that we put on each other or that social media puts on us or that society puts on us, don't listen to those things and listen to who, what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. That, would, that would be my just one moment. So... I want to thank you. I mean, I'm going to do a happy dance on that one, Sarah. That, I mean, what you just said is so profound that if every woman listening just started with that, it, we, we would change the world. Yeah. You can't listen to, look, and I, I'm 41 now, so I get, the, I get the years of listening to, oh, my thighs are not, and I still have those days, uh, my thighs are, are not, you know, what they should be, or my career isn't where it should be, or, you know, I'm not with, you know, I, I don't have the perfect relationship. I get all of that. Uh, I'm now in a space where I'm like, whatever, like, I have no idea what's ahead of me or what God is going to bring my way. And I'm ready for the ride just as I am. And I am beautiful the way that I am. I am equipped just the way that I am. It's we're always thinking I need this and this and this in order to be what I'm supposed to be. You have everything that you need to that you need to be who you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. Um, it so, starts right where your butt is today. That's <laughs> your mom is amazing. Um, so I want to thank you for your donation of the Fashion Blaster. And as as you know, we were supposed to announce the winner today, but we had a few people that were like, "Is it too late?" So would it be okay with you if we extended it one more day and, and let? I and say let, extend it one more day, and I'll send you ten. So get 10 winners. I want people to have it. I want them to, you know, even if it gives a little bit of hope or takes that one little I hate my thighs thought off your brain, that's one less thing blocking you from your destiny. So if if I can be of assistance of your legs, let me know. (laughs) Well, that's so, so we can announce that then. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if you can let people know too. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that say, do you ever give them away? I'm like, all the time. Yeah, the if time. you announce it, they can come over. I'll hop on and I'll and I'll tell people what you just said and Perfect. and we'll you know, hell we'll extend it for three more days. So um um I'll extend it for three more days. Now now we've got your ten and we'll see who really who really, really wants it. And um I just wanna You gotta make you. them work for it. You gotta get those absolutely those followers. <laughs> absolutely. And I just wanna thank you for partnering with us on this because it has Love been it. a blast working with you. And if there is ever anything that we can do, uh we're I'm an Ashley Black fan, so I'm happy to do whatever. Namaste, sister. I'm on board all the way. You let me know when you need me. I am a little mad at you about the whole Costa Rica great weather while I'm here (laughs) freezing my ass off. I know. I'm sorry, but it took me a long time to get here. I'm 40. Gosh, I'm so old that I don't remember. I'm 47 next month. Happy birthday. uh, You know, I raised five kids and they're, you know, in college or, or grown and actually some of them work with me. So, you know, please don't look at my life and go, oh, I want Ashley's life. It was very, very long. 
calculated, uh, very blessed journey to get here. But I have to tell you, I do love nine months of all sun and uh, no cold days. <laughs> My first question should have been, can I come visit? Not absolutely. Hey, Ashley, why are you such a badass? And absolutely. Then... Costa Rica is amazing. I love it here. It's a great spot for me to plop my butt for at least now <laughs> well I you know I'm 41 I haven't had kids I don't know I don't know what God has in store for me when it comes to that but I was telling my mom yesterday I honestly still feel like I'm 16 maybe 20 if I'm pushing it I don't know how you feel about that but I'm just not feeling the age like it's I don't feel like it's a limitation I don't think it's an excuse to settle down or slow down or I'm still feeling don't like, even start with me I'm the wrong person like you know I get interviewed all the time about the business. And I said, I want you to remember I was crippled. I had literally still had cords hanging out of my chest and a morphine pump in my hip and no hope in sight, according to you know, the powers that be. I had three small children, one still in diapers. I was going through a divorce and that's when I decided to start my business. So, you know, I'm not the one to come to with your excuses <laughs> me either i mean i started new york minute at 34 walked away from wall street and started at 34 and i've just started another career at end of last year because i'm like whatever you don't need to have one career you don't girl need you are in your flow if somebody first of all i'm living where people are a hundred so i intend on surfing and having sex and doing deep squats and whatever it is so i'm at least 90 that we'll check back then. <laughs> well, I, I feel I, younger I than ever. We'll, around. Than ever. We'll, be, we'll be those two older ladies that are still acting like teenagers. I'm, I have a buddy for life. Listen, let's golden girl this thing, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, thank you so much for everything and for You're the donations. So uh, and I would love for us to continue this conversation, you know, every now and then just have another interview because you are a wealth of wisdom. Well, you need to come on with my ladies and we'll talk about women's issues. You know, when you, when you are a, uh, you know, a followed person, I, I have respect that they're following me for a certain reason, but you know, women's issues obviously are super close yeah. to my heart and you know, I'm fully on board to, to help in any way that I can. I would just love be a that. Part of what you're doing. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. Cause I think the more that we could show women, your struggles, your struggles don't define you um, and your disadvantages don't define you. Um, but also, hey, you know, if you're making it and if you're feeling empowered, you are responsible for passing on that on to other women. Oh, it is absolutely the responsibility. You, that is not something for you to be selfish about. That is not something for you to hold on to yourself. And we really need to recognize and acknowledge that we have sisters all over the world that don't have what we have. Yes, we have a long way to go here in America, but we are so much more empowered than so many of our sisters and we need to fight for them. That is our responsibility to fight for them. Right. Uh, I, I feel like if you don't wake up every day in fear of being killed for your religion, then you really don't have anything to complain about. Absolutely. And those are the people we need to go help, you know. Well, we're on the same page, and I look forward <laughs> to working with you more. All right, girl. You have an awesome Sunday. You too, Ashley. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.